we put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. Hey everybody, Michael Antonovich with Swap Moto Live, going to do a Fly Racing Swap Moto podcast. Uh, with me is Justin Bogle today. It's been a long year, 29 races in, tomorrow's the last one. Um, Monday, you dropped something that you've been kind of dealing with since the start. So I, I want to talk about from December of last year to now, because this has been a huge, a huge year in every way, shape and form, from having a maybe ride to having nothing to having a fill-in ride and then getting through a full season healthy, which has been huge for you. So can you kind of run me through these last 10 months and just give me a quick recap? Yeah, so for me, the last year and a half has been super up and down, kind of crazy, more so 2018. And then the end of 2018, I got my second surgery on my arm that year where I got the nerve situation taken care of. And that really started to open up a lot more for me, just being like, happier because I was done I wasn't racing on the weekends and the whole shotting and getting 20th and being like what do I do I don't know but then uh so that got fixed and then was trying to get something figured out I had such a bad year that I went from being a being able to have a ride win races to have nothing privateer team comes along I'm gonna do that I go in give it my full attention all my effort we're gonna try to make it work not a lot of riding not a lot of training going on during the uh november december time the key time lots of driving lots of meetings lots of phone calls lots of trying not to pull out my hair and then uh that fell apart and we were trying to figure it out man it was literally just the few people around me obviously but me and phrase were just going driving back and forth from Oklahoma to Texas. We drove from Charlotte, where I was spending a bunch of time, where that team was based out of and my trainer was based out of. Drove to Tallahassee, got my stuff, drove to California. We're staying out with Colt for a while. So much happened, it's hard to summarize it quickly, but out in California, riding, the thing that I was trying to do, put together there for a minute, didn't happen. When were you in California? Because I don't remember you being in California at all. Well, I didn't have a bike. Oh, so nobody saw you? <laughs> no. I was at Colt's house for a month with no bike, and I'm like, and Jimmy Button obviously is huge in my program. He has been for a long time, and he's trying to get all this stuff worked out, and I'm like, dude, I'll go buy a bike, like whatever, I need, a, I need to ride. But I was still not riding yet from like my arm and all the stuff, so he's like, just wait another week, we'll have something figured out. A week turned into two, turned into three, turned into, well, at this point, it's just another week, don't go buy a bike, and I'm like, all right. So, end up back in uh, Oklahoma on a stock Honda, riding that, working on it myself, between me and Fraze, trying to figure out how to tighten my chain. Just the most basic stuff. I haven't worked on a bike in years. So, all of this stuff going on, it's just crazy. And then, Benny ends up getting injured. I get the phone call. Awesome, I jump on the thing on Monday. Let's go race Anaheim. 
solid heat race. I got fourth in my heat. Was doing decent in the main. Had a couple falls, whatever. It was money. Okay, we can we can start here. We can work with that. And a couple weeks go by, and I'm like, oh yeah, little improvements. I'm feeling better. I'm finally starting to ride. Um, I didn't train much. I didn't ride much all 2018 because I was hurt. And I trained. I really trained hard that summer, and was really like puzzling why I did so bad when I came back until we started figuring things out. So February comes around, I'm like super drained. Like I can't even recover if I don't ride or train. And I'm, we're all like, what the hell's going on? This is crazy. All I've ever known my whole life is just work harder and you do better. Well, got some tests done, got some more tests done. Epstein-Barr numbers come back like super crazy out of whack, like 25 times what they should be type of numbers. And it's like, okay, well stop training, stop riding show up on Saturdays and see what you got. And that helped for the end of Supercross. I was consistently on the board in practice. Heat race wins. Heat race wins. Uh, I got a top five. I was running up front, you know, and it was was better. Coming into outdoors, man, I knew it was going to be rough because the only motos I've done have been on Saturdays. I've done no 30-minute motos at all in a year. You know, so, I mean, shit, man, it's it's frustrating but it's also like it's tough not telling people what's going on either because i'm not really hiding it i'm just even with injuries i've written injured a lot i don't like complaining and making excuses but i'm learning as i get older and i mature a bit sometimes it's not an excuse it's a reason i owe it to certain people people that are fans of me or whatever to like tell them that what's going on so they don't just think oh this dude just sucks and he just doesn't try or he doesn't train or it's quite the contrary you know what I mean I'm I actually don't suck and I actually do try very hard so uh, I just buried myself and I'm just struggling to get out of that hole still so ninth overall in supercross points I'm ninth right now no matter what happens unless I jump back up to eighth outdoors first full season racing on a 450 dealing with what I'm dealing with I've had motos here and there I've had supercross main events heat races here and there I'll take it I'm not happy by any means. I believe I can be a podium guy and I can win here and there. I just, I believe that. I don't believe I lack a lot besides this year it's really fitness. So, and preparation, I'm just not, I haven't been prepared, circumstance, whatever. I'm having a lot of fun though. This year was a lot of fun. Okay, backtracking quite a bit back to November, December, and this isn't to slander anybody or kind of getting anybody upset, but from the outside looking in, we all were looking at that team like, this shit is not going to happen. Like, this is not going to happen. How soon did you know, like, yeah, this isn't going to happen and I need to go about it a different way? I mean, I've been in this a long time. I've raced for a few elite-level teams that are incredible. Obviously not a knock at anyone over there where we were trying to do, but I was out of options. Mm-hmm. And I went into that thing, and I, I knew it was going to be really difficult. I knew there was very large bites bitten off and I knew that to be able to chew all that up was going to be very difficult we didn't have a lot of time maybe if we had six months who knows but to do it from October to then is no it just it was it wasn't possible you know it was big aspirations but just certain things just can't get done that quickly and it is what it is we we fully fully figured it out around I don't know first of December maybe what do you think was that in the November, 1st of December. 
just yeah because we were back in Oklahoma and riding between there and just going to Texas and back and forth for a few days a week riding and this was only for a couple week period but we figured out one day we made some calls Jimmy made some calls and it's like hey yeah we got to figure something out so it just it is what it is lofty goals but for a first year team with no credentials coming in it was just something that I don't think anyone could have pulled that off. It was just, the time frame was just so small that I don't think you can, you can't nail down sponsors that are bringing enough to the table to do this at a level good enough to be competitive in a month. Yeah, so then that goes to December, I think it was like right at Christmas, because I know I was home and I got the press release super late at night, like right around the holidays, that said Benny was hurt and that you were coming in. How fast, we've discussed that, how fast all that stuff came together. Did you initially feel as comfortable as you portrayed everybody to be on the bike? Because I know everybody's like, yeah, yeah, man, feeling great on the bike those first few weeks. But that's a huge transition for you never to have ridden a KTM to jump onto it. Yeah, it was a big transition. And obviously, going from a bone stock bike that I'm working on myself yeah, and racing or riding Supercross on that to a factory KTM at an elite level team, with elite level staff obviously I'm immediately way more comfortable but yeah it was a huge transition I've never ridden a KTM in my entire life you know I don't it's it was a lot different there's a lot of things about it I'm still figuring out especially with the situation I haven't been able to ride or test much so I don't really know what I want out of the thing you know it's quite a bit different but definitely was way more comfortable obviously I wouldn't have been able to go be competitive right off the bat if I was super uncomfortable, you know. San Diego was a great race in the mud, and that's the big equalizer. And as we watched all that happen, I was like, oh, hey, this is good. This is a big sign of life. Did you have to keep yourself from getting too excited then and be like, hey, this is a metered expectation. I know it's not going to go through the roof, and I'm going to be a podium guy next weekend. This is those one oddball races, but it was a good building step still. Yeah, that's a that's always tough, though, because – like I said, I, what I feel like I lack, and this is this is just me, is preparation and endurance, really, right now. It's, it is what it is, but it's not a lack of trying. It's just circumstances that I've got to deal with, and that's fine. I'll figure it out. But going into that race, I'm like, okay, so when it just strictly came down to, like, how good you can ride tonight, without a mishap with a lapper at the end, I was on the podium, you know, so... To me, that just is another reminder to me, like, okay, maybe you're not there just yet, but you're not done with this. You're not washed. It's not like that. You just got to figure this out. That's more what it did for me. I knew I wasn't just going to go win the next round. I, I understand this. I understand that to do any sport at the highest level, it takes your entire life being dedicated to that goal. My life wasn't. My life was dedicated to trying to figure out what the hell I was going to do with my life and if I was going to have a J-O-B so I just wasn't able to do what I needed to do and I was it was a lot of stress and a lot of like lack of sleep and a lot of lack of riding and training and all this stuff and all the driving I was doing I wasn't able to just like cook my own food and like you know so all that played into what I'm dealing with now I think which is tough because it just is what it is there wasn't much I could do about it but back to what you're saying yeah, I had to keep it in check, but I still just knew that I could do it. Maybe it took the right circumstances or the right things happening, but 
by the end of the season, I think I was showing that it's still I there. wasn't wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm not delusional and crazy, which sometimes you begin to question that. But the whole time I've just been telling myself, because I truly believe if I get this stuff figured back out right, I get healthy, I can do this. So here and there I've shown a little bit, not as much as what I feel like I can, but it is what it is. Okay. Um, when you get that Epstein-Barr diagnosis, I think Justin two years ago would have been like, oh, shit, and like kind of devastated. You just, yeah, it's bumping the road now. Like it's just another deal and you've worked around it. So obviously all the things you've endured these last two years have helped you mature and understand it's not the end of the world. What did you guys do immediately afterwards? Like, was this a big diet change? Was this a big everything change or is it Yeah, so a big diet change and, and honestly the biggest thing for me is like a strict sleep schedule, which is tough sometimes, and especially with traveling and all this stuff, but I'm trying to make sure that I stick to my sleeping schedule and my recovery that's something that this off season i'm gonna have to figure out a lot better as well i made some strides but i'm not where i need to be with all that either i need to really know what i'm doing for recovery and sleep and all that stuff because it matters especially now so that stuff changed i have a company trifecta that sends me my meals planned out so i have that stuff figured out nutrition is good it's just figuring out fine-tuning the program the guys at the highest level of this you have it figured out. You have to, you know, and I'm, I'm better than I was. And as far as dealing with the issues that come along with this stuff, it's like, I went through so much shit in the last two years of like, oh yeah, okay, I'm finally back. I'm winning here and there. Now I have an off season. I'm gonna come in and be what I know I can be, what I see in the mirror. Then I had the concussion at Monster Cup. Then I had the concussion five, six weeks later, the farm and I was not good for a while. A lot of other stuff was happening that was going on. Then I ended up getting hurt and it's just like, holy shit, what, what just happened mm -hmm. in the last three, like four months? Just bang, bang, How bang. did we get so off track? And I've spent the last year trying to get back on track. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, it is what it is. You, the amount of injuries that I had in the first five years of my career, I think if I wasn't capable of doing this, I wouldn't even be still in the pits. No. I think, I mean, everybody forgets about what you went through right before you won that Supercross championship and everything like that. I mean, what was it, six weeks before the first race, you're in a back race. You know, I mean, that's yeah. that's big. I want to get back to that, but one thing I do want to ask you about, being it that you're a guy that has it right now, uh, a lot of guys have talked about having, like, drained energy levels and Epstein-Barr and whatever this year, and people online and, you know, people from the outside looking in have been like, uh, it's whatever, it's whatever. What does a doctor tell you? Like, what, when they say this, like, what do they tell you? Hey, this is how you got it. This is what happened. Like, what is an actual diagnosis of how a person gets this? It's just, you know, you're getting your blood blood work done and you're going over your levels and all of your hormone levels and things like that, just trying to figure out what's going on because you don't know. It could be a lot of things. And when something like that comes back, it's, all right, well, we don't really know how to... I'm going to see specialists after this race is over. Normal doctors, look rest eat good and sleep so that's all i had been doing you know and it's the more you research and the more people you talk to the more you learn about it but it's a common thing because how would it not be dude we race 17 races a week really off, off and then go race 12 outdoor nationals half of them it's 105 degrees the tracks are insanely rough it just it is what it is we get no time off that's the problem it's recovery 
And if you're training your balls off, I mean, what, what honestly, are you do? what do you expect? Yeah. Now that I'm looking at it through that lens, it's like, well, yeah, obviously, I get it now. Mm-hmm. I thought I just needed to train harder. That's that Midwest like. And you just, yeah, it's just yeah. work harder. If you work hard, things happen for you, yeah. right? That's just Rub how you're raised where I'm from. And it's just, this is a different level, a highest level of a sport, whatever sport that is. It's more complicated than just work harder. I'm learning. Okay. Now that you're a guy that's endured all that, do you see that maybe next year going forward, it's not going to be three days a week of motos and all this stuff. You're going to tailor it back and put more emphasis on that. Maybe less is more. Less riding through the week is going to be more for a Saturday. Yeah, obviously not what I'm doing now because it's it's way it's the I'm doing the one extreme to the other. Yeah, the complete opposite of what you would think. But yeah, I think just I've done so many different things and I've been in so many different situations health-wise I'm kind of learning okay so the off-season is really used for that right like I need to just just be more cognizant of what my program is and not just blindly following what someone's telling me to do so that comes with age and maturity and dealing with things and understanding that okay so you have a couple bad weeks you don't just flip the table over and just go crazy and try to just work your ass off and think it's going to change things it's just not how it works it's a accumulative over months and months and years the greats of this sport stacked years on top of years they didn't stack months so that's something big that i've learned over the last year too is stacking time there's no replacement for time with anything you get an injury you have to wait time yeah you know you're sick you have to wait time you get your heart broke it just takes time you're good anything so you just stack time on top of these things eventually you get stronger and better it's just that's a big thing i've learned as well so okay um you know that you're one of the best guys like you are of a top tier talent of anybody in this world and and i don't say that lightly and not to like stroke you off or anything like that but that's true like you've won races you've won motos you've been top qualifier at times you know it's there how hard is it and what do you do mentally to tell yourself like I'm going to do this and fully believe in it because I think there are some guys that are in this in the pit area from time to time or just in general that are like they fake build themselves up but you really truly have to believe what you're telling yourself and that's Mm -hmm. probably a big thing yeah and I mean I don't go around peacocking and acting crazy I just no no but you just just have to know I think I just the way that I grew up right was I won everything locally and like regionally pretty much my whole life but I, I struggled at nationals winning I was always like top five guy whatever but I struggled to win drove me nuts once I figured it out I, did, I stopped losing okay so I understand that although it took me a long time to do this I got to the point where I, I didn't worry about anything when I went to the gate I don't care amateurs whatever it's the mentality of that I've I've actually won a Supercross championship I've won an outdoor on a 450 so being that those are facts that I know about myself, it's hard for me to be like, well, I can't do it. I know I can, I've already done some things. Far from what I ever expected I would do, I thought I was gonna do a lot more. Honestly, a lot of guys get in this and they're like, oh, I thought I would never even, that's not how I thought. I, I thought I was gonna have 10 titles by now. I, it's just not the way it worked out. But I always have that belief that it's why I go out and I can get starts even on a year like 2018, it's like, when it comes down to like the basics, okay, do I believe in how good I am on a motorcycle? Yes. Do I believe in how good I am at starts? Yes. Do I believe in 
The people around me? Yes. Okay, so there's something there that I was trying to figure out still that I hadn't figured out. Injuries, preparation, whatever, doesn't matter. I know those things about myself until they're not true anymore, you know? So it's tough, tough when you have a couple of years like I had to keep that and you start to doubt it at times. I'm not one of those dudes that'll sit here and lie to you and be like, oh, never doubt myself. I'm such a badass. No, dude, like I'm a human being. But at the end of the day, I think more so than just confidence, it's like resiliency. I'm just not willing to stop until I figure it out, whatever. It doesn't matter, making music, whatever. Like I'm better at that than I ever have been because I wanted to figure it out. I was hurt at time. Same thing with racing. It's just keeping going until something works. I think it was like June, late June or early July, right after Southwick, I sat down with Colt and he told me, you know, hey, I've endured the same thing. Like you have to go through that part where you're like, no, I, I'm mentally competent every time that I am what I am. How is it to have a friend, like a close friend, not just an acquaintance that knows everything you're going through and you guys can bounce forward and back and forth off that? Because sometimes people just feel like they're on an island. Well, that's tough, right? So like, I guess 2018 for a while, that's kind of how I felt. I moved to Florida, I'm down there by myself. And I'm just like, man, I feel like I, I'm going through all of this stuff more than I've ever went through in my life. And I'm just trying to figure it out on my own. And that's when Frace started getting involved more and moved down there. We started making music. And then when I'm back racing, it's like full focus on all that side of things. And having him and having Colt around, I spent so much time with them this year that I don't think it's a coincidence that I've enjoyed my season more. You know, it's like-minded people that want to be great at what they do that understand what you're going through and have come from the same place. You know, like Colt's been one of my best friends since I can remember. I was like, I don't know, we met when we were like five. So he was a year younger than me, so he's always been a little later to do things. So he's got to see what I'm doing, learn from that. But then when I hit a spot where I'm running into a wall like last year, he can help me because he's kind of on an upswing, you know, and he's doing better. He's like a threat to win, so it's like, just help each other do things which the thing with all of that is like community right and knowing that people around you understand and even if they don't understand they'll help you get through what you're going through that's like the biggest hurdle to overcome with like unhappiness with doing a sport like this it's an individual thing you don't have teammates to like bounce off of yeah and to like count on and rely on and you got to rely on each other it's not like that it's it's on you kind of and if you do bad it's also on you you know and then you're kicked off the side and learn how to swim little buddy figure it out yeah. so it's tough it's nice to have people around you that understand and are you just know are going to be there regardless okay races end tomorrow however it ends up top 10 finishes in both series for you that has to be is that what you expected coming in? Like in January, were you were you thinking when you rolled into Anaheim 1, like, I'm going to end this thing both times top 10? And then how is that going forward now? I know that I'm back at this place, but then I kind of don't know what the hell I'm still doing for 2020. Yeah, it's tough, obviously. I mean, coming in, my goal was single-digit indoors and out. I'm barely making that, but that's fine. Especially after the first month of Supercross, it didn't look very likely. I was getting a lot of 15s and 13s and weird stuff, so... I'm not like overjoyed with how the seasons went, but man, last year was so gnarly that I'm I'm so happy to have gotten this many races under my belt and to be 
on an awesome team where I thoroughly enjoy everyone here. And I'm, you know, I'm back home working with Robbie and, and everyone like that. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. So happy about the way things are going. But it's not like this is like an end goal by any means. This is like a stepping stone. Like we had me and Frace, Jimmy and everyone, it was like, all right, we got a two-year plan. There's no way you, I can come back from what I was dealing with, the way I was dealing with it, and be like a winner right now. It's just be very difficult. So get a year under our belt, get an off season, get this stuff figured out. You never know. That being said, I still don't have my deal signed for next year. So it's gonna take that getting done first. I'm gonna get healthy either way. Keep working, figure it out. Are there options? I mean, I would love to stay where I'm at. Obviously that's been the goal the last couple of months. So it's it's been, uh, I don't know, it's been a fun year, but I'm, I'm also just very confident in this bike and with all the staff here too. I really have enjoyed spending time with Burner. Spent a lot of time with him this year. That's been a big help. Um, the fact that they allow me to kind of be myself and understand, I think they trust me enough to know that I'm not just gonna be an idiot and I'm not gonna go off and just not try. You know, obviously I want this more than they want it for me. So it's a good environment, I'd like to stay. Other than that, I have an agent, Jimmy Button, who is, a, is great at his job and he is, has that job for a reason. So he's working around the clock as well. You're a guy that kind of like me grew up in that era where like Button, Burner, Robbie, they were the guy. How badass is it for you to work with those dudes? And like, that's your inner circle. It's incredible, man. And you know, my trainer the last couple of years, he was, he trained MC and Jimmy for a while. And obviously, and then working with Ricky too, those couple of years and riding for him, it's like, it's pretty cool. But it's nice to have those people that I feel like they genuinely do care, you know? And they also don't just care to care. They care because they believe in me. And that's such an awesome stamp of approval and just more motivation honestly because those guys were great and people that we looked up to growing up and to have them in my corner now that i can just call for advice or they can help me figure out my problems it's super awesome you know because you either get very lucky like i've been and have incredible people around you or you can get through this thing and get to the end of it and be like man I am none of that was genuine you know, the people around me are genuine. Like, you know, me and Frace just lived with Burner for like, and his family for like months. You know what I mean? Like Robbie and Ashley, is that's genuine. That's basically like extended family. Exactly, it is. Yeah. Like they don't, whatever. If you need whatever, like it's, it's beautiful because not only are they very good at what they do, they're also great people. And that's so awesome. Like Jimmy Button, dude, like, come on. He's been so awesome for me. And I mean, it's not a secret. I've had a hard time getting a ride the last couple of years. Definitely not a high paying ride. <laughs> so he's an agent, you know, like most would have dropped me and he hasn't because he, he believes in me and he genuinely cares. And that's incredible. He is your Ari Gold. He's my Ari Gold, man. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay, I, we gotta take a commercial break, but when we come back, I wanna talk about this whole you and I have discussed this mental thing so many times, and I think we're kind of on the same wavelength on a lot of things. And so if people wanted to tune out after the commercial, whatever, but I want to discuss this with you because it's sick. I think it's it would open up a lot of people's eyes as to what it takes to do this stuff and, and what it takes to do it at a young age. So we'll be right back. 
Hey SWAT Moto listeners, this is Zach Osborne, rider for the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna factory racing team. I love my FC450 race bike, but I also love the FC350. It has the handling of a 250 and the power of a 450, making it the perfect bike for both professional and amateur riders. Right now, Husqvarna Motorcycles is giving SWAT Moto listeners 1,500 reasons to get a brand new FC350. Hurry into your local authorized Husqvarna Motorcycles dealer to find out more on the limited time offers available to get you on the track today. For over six decades, Scott Motorsports has pushed the limits of innovation, providing our customers with the most advanced technology available. Scott is honored to be the exclusive eyewear sponsor of the SWAT Moto Live podcast. Athletes such as Chad Reed, Justin Barsha, and myself, Adam Cientrillo, require the best performance, which is why we choose the Scott Prospect Goggle. Recognized as the number one goggle in racing, Scott is proud to be made in the USA. Check out scott-sports.com to see their complete line of high-performance goggles. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails and the local area on my intense primer and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross-country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails. Or if you want to go a bit further, longer and faster, they, they just brought out a new Taser e-bike, which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Live podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Riders like Justin Cooper, Dylan Ferrandis, Eli Tomac, Adam Entingnap, Josh Hansen, and more partner with Works Chassis Lab for engine mounts and other special parts to add comfort to and enhance the handling characteristics of their bikes. With championships and race wins to prove it, Works Chassis Lab Parts provides the winning edge. Visit WorksChassisLab.com for more information. Alright, so this is such a, a different thing, I think, for a lot of people to understand is you being who you are like in these last few years, I've been around you forever, and you've really come into your own. Like it's one thing to like dress a certain way or act a certain way or whatever, but and, and just to do it so everybody looks at you, but to truly believe in what you're doing. Like, I think people kind of gave you some shit early on in the Supercross season about what you were wearing, but for you to wear that stuff, and it's, it's sick stuff, like, don't get me wrong, you really have to have, like, genuine confidence in yourself to do that and not just, like, look like a dork. 
I mean, that's no shit. You genuinely believe, like, yeah, no, this is who I am all the way, and that has to translate in everything you do. Like, that probably makes racing easier and knowing this is who I am, I'm Justin Bogle, this is it. And once you fully start to become yourself, it's a very liberating feeling because I've always been that way, but more so, I just, you know, dealing with the things I had to deal with the last couple of years with all of us, like, it's funny, like, everyone around me is such tough bastards, like, what Brad had to go through with his situation and Jimmy and all these people, and, like, it's really cool. To, when you're surrounded by that energy, it's a lot easier to do it. But even going back, like, when I was in high school, I didn't dress like nobody. I didn't do what anyone else did. Like, I, it didn't make me, like, a popular kid for that, but I was like, y'all just don't get it, basically, you know? So that's another thing with me. It's that I know whatever I'm doing, I believe in it, you know? And when that happens, it frees you up to fully be yourself. And then I start having more fun racing. I start having more fun. And it's not supposed to be fun all the time. It's not. But if you just don't enjoy what you're doing, it's going to be so miserable that you're going to end up retired at 26 and not want to do this anymore. This year I found that I really do love this stuff, you know? There was a time period I was questioning all of it. I'm like, dude, I hate everything about this. Like, this sucks. Okay, so I'm whatever. I'm going to start dressing how I dress at home, how I dress when I'm doing what I'm doing. Okay, it's all this stuff was already in my closet. Some of it's been in my closet for three years. It's not like I'm just dressing that like that to get attention, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just what I am. So, And that's the cool thing. You can tell, too. I think beginning of the season, everyone's like, oh, what are you doing? But by the end, it's like, oh, that's fire. Like, they're waiting to see what I'm doing. It's yeah. like, you don't do it for attention when it's just yourself. But you can tell. People aren't stupid. It's like with anything. The consumer's not dumb. They know. They know if you're being genuine or not. And... I just try to genuinely be myself in everything I do, whether that's interviews or whether that's on the podium or how I dress, how I ride, whatever. I'm just trying to be myself. I'm not trying to be an idiot and I want to win, but... You can have some fun along the way. Yeah, and at that same time, even if it's not fun, it's like I'm not going to play some robot role because I think that's what someone else wants me to do. Like I just decided I wasn't going to do that anymore. I'm going to be myself, and there's going to be people that love me for it, and there's going to be people that hate me for it. I'd much rather have that than everyone being different. So that was a lot of it. And also, that does just, I think that's a big part of it too, right? Okay, so that's, the confidence thing's not just with racing. It's with everything. You have to have that with everything in life, you know? Like, when I'm done racing, I'm gonna do something else. And I'm gonna figure that out too. It's just, is what it is. You can't, for me, I've never been like, good at only one thing anyways like growing up I've done a lot of things I've made music since I was 16 so we're figuring that out we'll do that next and we'll do something else I don't know but you have to have a lot of self-belief to do any of these things that we do me and Brad talk about it all the time we pick the hardest things ever to make a good living racing a dirt bike like impossible yeah it's what three people a generation that are able to do it yeah like it's tough to make music rap music whatever type of music borderline impossible whatever to be even crazy enough to think you can do those things you have to be confident and just have a lot of self-belief and that's really just like i said resiliency it's not going to be easy well and then like okay being yourself is not easy it's not easy and i think 
that so many people don't understand that because they just want to follow in along. the same they want to follow in the same rut and it's it's stupid because like for you and I the the music thing for you and the photo thing for me traditionally there is this is a good photo this is a good song this is this but like to put your own spin on it and be like no fuck you this is good I know it's good because I put it out there and I believe in it when you do that then everybody else goes oh no you have to respect that you have to understand this is what they're doing now yep and that's the thing when you but you have to have conviction and the only way you, you have, have to believe it in, in yourself is you have to fully yep. believe it you can't half heartedly nah you can't be like oh yeah but I'm but you don't believe it you're just saying it it doesn't matter yeah with anything man it's just the beautiful thing about it is the older that I get the more that I learn it's not the pitfalls of like this industry it's not specific to this industry no it's life no matter what you do I just think that we get so caught up that this is our only life and this is all that matters and we don't see like what happens here happens here happens here it's carbon copied all the way across so the other big thing for you is you have so many people your mom and dad are here phrase is here you have a circle of people that truly want the best for you and it's not just a hey he's here right now and he's the hot ticket we're gonna click on him now and then when he's done in two years it's over that's i mean i'm even just smiling catching myself smiling just even like you rattling that off because oh it's huge dude like so so huge and, and it's cool to see because when I come over and, and be with you guys, like when I see your mom and dad, I'm pumped. When I see Frace every weekend, I'm pumped because I want to see you guys because you give me like a click like, oh, no, no. Like I know that I have a little bit of a circle within a circle and that's tight. Um, racing wise, you've done this for so long. And you've done it at so many different levels. What's the mental thing? Like when you're in the truck before you have to gear up, you know, either for first practice or or to go out and do your first motos like what's going through your head there and what keeps this stuff fun because it's really easy for this stuff to not be fun anymore yeah and i think honestly the the only reason that that happens is just monotony and that only happens because we do this every weekend all year long and then you keep training when the off season's over like tuesday i've got doctor's appointments and get me on a program to try to fix what i've got going on and if that's just rest and sleep, regardless, that's what I gotta do. I gotta stick to something, you know? So it's just monotony is the only reason. But as far as like preparation and all that, like I have my routine. I've, I've worked with great people. I've done different things, but it's wild hearing, talking like I'm a veteran. Like I'm, it's my yeah. first full year on a 450 and the year that I, uh, I only had one other summer that I did all the races and that was, I won a couple motos, you know? So. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are my age that are still on 250s that are not looked at the same way, you know, and that's that's fine. I, I would still be there if I didn't win that championship. Yeah. Made a lot more money and I would have had a lot more opportunity. But, yeah, man, I got my routine just getting focused and just figuring it out. It takes time to figure out what works for you. But when you're 18 you come in full of piss and vinegar, you can just work off egos and make it work. Mm-hmm. The older you get, it's the more harder. refined you have to have your program and it's just because you've done it for so long and then okay this is the two things that i'm about to say are completely separate from each other but they're in the same vein you this year with him with brad being here and and everybody that's around you you made it a point like if this is the last time i'm going to do this stuff i'm going to do it the way i want to do it i'm going to dress the way i want i'm going to go through stuff the way i want with us this year dude when i got 
clipped on January 31st. I'm like, Psh, if I don't ever go to another race, I'm going to be devastated. And the next race I went to was the Atlanta Supercross. We went to Minneapolis, but that one kind of doesn't count because I went to Atlanta by myself and I was like, I'm going to make this shit as fun as I can. And I'm going to do everything I want to do every time. You guys in your circle and me on my own because I'm separate by myself all the time you're coming into every weekend going I'm going to do the stuff that I want to do I'm going to listen to what I want on the plane I'm going to wear what I want I'm going to do what I want see what I want like it's fun to make this and enjoy the whole experience of racing instead of just airport rental car hotel track airport rental car hotel track but that's so awesome like, and it's it's so much fun like it gives you such a man, second win to it and just having like Brad is my brother you know like Colt is my brother. Those dudes are like, they're not blood, but it's, it doesn't it matter well to me. Be. Might as well be. And I've been around them more than I have in years this year. It's so much more enjoyable. I'm more productive because I'm happy. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to work your ass off to do this. And it's tough and it's a struggle a lot and it's stressful and you don't know what you're doing. You don't know. I've been making a paycheck all year. Like I'm just watching my account start to dwindle. It's like stuff can get stressful as far as life goes but I believe in me they believe in me we'll figure this all out it makes it so much better and just having like those few people around man it's it's not even comparable this stuff gets so serious everyone takes it so serious they don't want to be seen doing anything different they don't want to get it's almost like people don't want any extra attention because it might be negative I just don't care anymore. Like, I'm gonna be me. I'm gonna work my ass off. I want this so bad, I would cut my arm off. I'm not gonna change who I am for it, though. You know, and that's probably the coolest realization that I had this year is it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Either you win and you have things going for you, or you don't win. You can have be squeaky clean all you want, never step your foot out of line, no one ever see you anywhere. And if you aren't winning, you still don't have a job. Yeah. The reality of it is, is without results, it, you still don't have a job. Yeah. So. You might as well have fun while you're doing it. Be yourself. I'm not saying go be an idiot. But find the things. Find the things that are going to give you joy. I'm not out partying. I, I don't do that anyways. No. It's just not who I am. But I'm enjoying myself because I'm with my friends and my family. And I do love this stuff, you know. There are guys, and I, I've fallen into this a time or two that like look at going to the airport on Friday morning is just a nightmare and then setting on the plane a nightmare and dealing with all these idiots around you a nightmare and then coming here and to bust your ass all day is rough and it is what it is what are you doing like what's fun about this like when you go to the airport like what's your routine like what makes that stuff fun and what makes it fun on a Saturday well honestly like man I don't know like I know that's a very odd question. Yeah, no, it's but just, that stuff that ha- that that's the monotonous part that you have to find yeah. the joy in. Otherwise, it's all bullshit. honestly like me and my friends. We always have. They used to call us the Flyboys when we were in like like 2009, 2010, and we'd always gather around and be like rapping and do it at someone's pit. All this stuff, right? So we've always cared about that. I remember me and Colt. We were balling on a budget, but when we lived at Robbie's, we would get as fresh as we could with what we had. Friday is fun because you throw on a fit you go to the airport whatever like it's cool listen to music the whole listen way. to music the whole time like this week me and phrase bought psps they haven't been made since like 08 i found one on amazon for like 70 bucks 
playing a couple different games. We got 2K, Formula One, 2009, NMX versus ATV Unleashed. That's all I've done the last two days, like on the plane and traveling. I don't know, it was fun. But it's only fun I'm with my friends. You know what I mean? Like if you're with your family and your friends, it makes this stuff so much more enjoyable. I've done it where I've traveled alone. I've done it where I've been. Man, life's not meant to be done that way. It's it's not like you. Your struggles are so much more of a struggle when you're alone in them, or you feel like you're alone in them. If I'm feeling like oh this is feeling mundane and I'm like getting run down because I'm bored, we just switch things up a little bit. Like I'll drive my car instead of my truck to the airport, or I'll go ride my street bike around, or like whatever, or I don't know. We are creative people, so like me and Brad make music, or we design a shirt or I don't know man things like that keep it fresh for me stuff's not that time consuming for us anymore so if we make a song during the week we listen to it the whole way to the airport and the whole time we're flying because it's like we're just so lit on the fact that we just made that other things help okay the music thing and you've I didn't want to make it all about that because I know how you've whatever you've had to do it from time to time because there is that stigma yeah. that if you take if you have any kind of passion outside of this and then you're not it's more so about now that i swear and stuff like you know what i mean like yeah. it's just like explicit more so than well okay but in that point it's badass i like it <laughs> so but the fact that you're now willing to push that more instead of being like eh, this is a side project i tend to hide that shows confidence mm-hmm. that shows like no, no sure. i believe in this stuff and that's going to make me better off how hard was that all cumul- cumulative to make that happen at once or is it little bit by bit it was, it's been bit by bit over the last however many years, but last summer, we just like figured out some stuff that I had never figured out before. And it almost like just unlocked this whole new thing we could do and style of music we could make. And it was like inspiring. And we made so much while I was hurt that like the song we put out last week is a year old. We've got a lot more stuff, you know, it's just, it was inspiring. So we made a bunch of stuff confidence inspiring because it's dope yeah simple as that like i fully believe that like like brad over the last couple of years like he spent the last 10 years just figuring out how to make beats and produce and videos and all this stuff he's ill i don't care he's nasty at making beats he's nasty at all this stuff like i'm way way better than i've ever been vocally and all this other stuff i don't care i think it's dope so that inspires confidence just because i like it if I want to listen to it, then I'm cool. I think the back in the day there was that man-friend stigma of this guy's just like riding my coattails and just whatever. Which was a thing. Which was a thing. Yeah. But with him, like with Brad, and this isn't to like blow you up or anything like that, Brad wants to do what he wants to do, and he's a completely separate entity. It's just cool that it happens to intertwine here and there. Is it cool to see your buddy have a similar passion and a similar artistic thing and he's able to do it on his own without you having to co-sign everything and then do you feed off of that energy because he has his own deal of course of course but without him being driven to figure all this stuff out he would have never figured it out none of us can neither of us come from a musical family like nobody played instruments barely listened to music we all we just figured it out on our own so without him he's i hate to gas him up he's sitting right here right we're, I want a podcast. Literally with him. the most like headstrong individual that I know. You have to be, and that helps me because the roller coaster that is 
this sport that is life, it's tough to keep that up. That helps. And with the music thing, it's like when I start to question it, it's like, no, dude. People just haven't heard it. The right people, whatever. Like, we're dope. We'll figure it out. Same thing with him. Some days I'm on my, like, stand on the table like, nah, bro. It's going to happen. All of it. I do this stuff with racing all the time. It'll get bad. And I'm like, he's like, no, dude. Then I'm like, yeah, you're right. We'll figure it out. Just keep going. Okay. But it's also, like, my best friend. Yeah. It's not just some dude I plucked out of the pits and was like, hey, you want to come you hang out with me? This? Yeah. No. He moved in with me in Florida and came and started hanging out and making music and shooting videos and, like, helping me with my Instagram because I was really going through it. Yeah. Like, not with even just racing, like, with life. With everything. Like, I was, like, I was messed up. I didn't want to leave my house for, like, weeks at a time. Like, it was just – that wasn't because he's, like – like, I'm falling off, it looks like, to the outside. I'm not going to make money next year. Yeah. It's not like you're like, you see a way in to like finesse something for yourself. It's like, shit, my friend's going through something. Like I need to get down there and help him. It's just, it's different. It's just way different. Yeah. And I think, I think if more people cared or watched closely, they would know, but just a generality, but you were going through it we were 12. and he's been your friend forever and he's going to make sure you're going through it. And when he went through his shit, you were there. It's just the way that this stuff works, right? You go through something. If you're, you have your people it's honestly not as bad and it's doable everything's doable on your own it gets so overwhelming sometimes Mm -hmm. that's kind of where i was at everything just got super overwhelming Mm -hmm. and it's like a kind of have a calmness about like it's more just like i guess more like optimism about the future because i've always been like a very motivated and driven i'll figure out what i'm gonna figure out i'm gonna do it i've always been like I don't care what they say. I'm going to do what I'm doing. But, you know, you go through shit and there's a time when you're like, start to get just sour and pessimistic about life. And it's like, I don't want to be that, you know, that's not healthy for me or anyone around me. And like, that's never what I've been to like my friend group or my family. I've never been that guy. It's like, come help me get out of this. And then let's keep going and see where we can go with all of this. All of it, man. It's, Life is so, so dope. You just got to figure out what works for you. All right. We'll wrap this up, but I want one more question, and then we'll bring racing back into this. To be of the top 1% of this, what what is it like to go that fast? And then what do you think about, like, mentally to do that? Like, to, to skim a whoop section or get through a rhythm section clean, that takes one part of your mind. And then when it becomes so second nature was going through your head when you're on the track now like because it, it obviously has to be something to keep it fun i'll let you in on a secret the talent thing i believe i was god bless me with talent to do something but any more than anyone else in any of these rigs i don't know i i mean we're all really good at what we do every time i ride supercross and i haven't ridden it for three months it's terrifying the first day it's like the whoops are gnarly like triples are big and I'm I always do it fine I always downside it the first time and it's fine but it's still scary the trick of it is we do a 2,000 laps so then you come up to a set of whoops and you don't even think about it it's like anything you just it's muscle memory you just know what to do because you do work so hard at this stuff so it starts to just feel normal because you just work so hard at it and you're not quite as fast when it doesn't feel normal. 
my best motos in my career. I couldn't even tell you what I did because I was just in a zone somehow. They just, I don't know, I just didn't really try as hard, I don't think, but. It felt like it came easier? Like, <laughs> first moto Colorado 2017, easiest moto of my life. Just riding, winning, win by 12 seconds. The next weekend, I busted my ass and got like eighth. Okay, so I'm reading this MotoGP book, and there's this thing like called, it's just like that flow, that focus, and all of these racers discuss that exact same feeling that you knew what, you felt like you knew what the bike was gonna do five seconds before it did it. And then they, these guys spend their life chasing that same thing and going through this routine. So you're kind of like trying to capture lightning in a bottle a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and you try to almost like emulate what you did that day, because you're like- To the T. Fuck, dude, I remember the couple times I got into that. So you're always chasing that. It's, but it's like winning, right? It's the same thing. Getting in that zone, it can lead you to winning too. So it's just like the craziest drug on earth. No drug could ever do that. There's just no way. It's just the craziest high ever. Okay, so then when you are, have you figured out a way that you could get close to that? Like close to that I flow listen to again? certain music and I, I have my routine that I go through and I visualize what I visualize and tell myself what I tell myself you know I have my thing I don't even I don't like having a helmet cam because I straight up be talking to myself yeah I talk to myself on the gate I talk to myself out loud I talk to myself while I'm riding if I'm in the car by myself bro I'm talking to myself on the way to the track whatever it's like I don't know you just do certain things over time you remember that you did that kind of helped get you in that zone and certain songs trigger it even like I can hear a certain song and, and it like, that and I'm like, actually. you feel like you're there almost. So yeah. just certain, certain cues that you pick up on over time that, that help with that stuff. But it's so damn elusive that if it was that easy to get in it, boy, everybody would do it. Everybody would do it. All right. I want to do a bigger thing on that in the future because I know everybody's felt that. There have been weekends like at work and I know my job is so easy. Like I have the job. It's like we talked. It, but you just like speak it into yep. existence. And you're like, today is the day. I cannot put a foot wrong. I have every setting is fine. I've seen it all. Like, as the like, if I'm taking photos, I can see everything happening. I'm like, that is the sickest shit I've ever seen. I'm gonna stand right there and just hold the trigger down. Where then when I talk to somebody, I'm like, I saw all this and I've had this in my mind for a while. I'm gonna ask this guy and see how it goes. And they're on that same wavelength for that one moment. I want to see how everybody else has that because that's a full human existence thing where you feel like one day you just everything hit that mark. It's something you constantly chase in anything you do in life. Like when I'm done with racing, it's going to be something else. Like some days Brad will just crank out like three beats and they're all just fire. And you're like, what are you doing? Like what happened? But then you'll go a month and not be able to make one thing. Mm -hmm. Same thing with me with like writing and doing all with writing and writing. It's the same thing. Sometimes you just get on a roll and it's there and it's just easy. Sometimes it's the most difficult thing ever. It just, it is what it is. Everyone's felt it. You feel it in your job. We feel it what we do. Everyone does. That's a really cool subject to like dive into because everyone knows about it, but no one knows how to just make it happen and get in it. Yeah, that, that's the thing that I, I figured that out this year. That's what I love about racing the most of all is the mental aspect of it, like going fast and jumping and all that stuff. That's cool from the outside looking in, and that's like the general fan but when you are a super fan and you're you know what everybody's going through and i know what you're dealing with or what benny's dealing with or whoever in the pits is going through and i see you guys overcome that i'm like fuck yeah like i'm so pumped for that dude because they went through it and they got over it um 
okay, we're done after Saturday. Everything goes on from there. What do you do these first two weeks? I mean, uh, obviously rest, but I mean, yeah, is there norm- some sort well, of... Normally, I would just hit every fast food restaurant on the way home that I can and just have a few adult beverages and enjoy my time. But this year's different because I want this so badly that I'm, I'm going to see some doctors and get this stuff figured out in the next next week so like early next week that means no adult beverages that means no staying up late that means no being a normal human being i don't care so for me it's like i'm not going to be training super crazy but you're going to stay sharp but i'm going to i'm just going to all my focus is on getting healthy that's 100 percent my focus is getting healthy I'm, i'm in such a hole it's going to take me a little bit of time to get out of it all my focus is in that everyone around me's focus is in that I need to know for myself what this means. Am I good enough for this or am I not? I believe I am. I believe if I'm healthy and things are right and I'm on the right team, I can do this. I need to know. Before I can be done, I have to know. So that's where all my focus is at. But that being said, we are, Benny's wedding is coming up soon. So I'll be going to Benny's wedding. Um, Me, Frace, Colt, and Casey, our buddy Casey, we are going to Italy for like eight days. Oh, that's right. And we're going to go to the Formula One race. Lucky fuck. Man, we're going to have a good time. So uh, really looking forward to that. None of us have ever really taken a vacation. So it's been a long year. Kind of have a boys trip and uh, have a lot of fun. Like I said, within reason. But just go see the world and see something we haven't seen and just take advantage. come of back inspired and take advantage of the time we have and the We put our heads together to both reimagine and lift the bar on what a modern motocross helmet should be. Opt for the highest level of modern technology and energy dispersion with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet. (laughs) Designed for an elevated defense against a wider range of real-world impact scenarios. Globally engineered with the most advanced materials and technologies available. Outfit yourself with proven technology, lightweight performance, and elevated impact management with the Fly Racing Formula Helmet.